Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. I always um, forget that, like, we do post these clips, and there are clips of the way we look. Mm-hmm. We look crazy. Well, this is just insane. Yeah, I'm looking at you right now. You look a little weird. I'm looking at you as well going, mm. you do realize this gets posted. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? You'll be look at the... Oh, yeah, that's not great. It's not great. I mean, this is... We need, it, we need, to, we need to be more serious about mm. our image. I've been I don't thinking. think at this point in my life I'm going to become more serious about my image. I think I'll probably become less interested in my image. That, yeah. Where are you at with your image? Control. I'm still pretty invested. Yeah, you seem really invested. <laughs> You're like, huh, my interest in my image is getting a it's little stronger. It's never been higher. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when there was an episode when um, Sarah's hair looked crazy and I was like, let me take a picture and show everyone what your hair looks like. And then in the episode, people were like, where's that picture? And I posted it and you got so mad at me. Remember, it was like a month ago. Honestly, I just you block out how many times I you block out so much. You really do that. I don't. I kind of remember that, but look, we all have different ideas of what looks good and what doesn't. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm remembering. But you're that. highly critical of photos. You'll you know, see. You be- say that though. It's like you're very hard on me when it comes to that. But you're not hard on other people. Like Jordan's like psycho about like how she looks, her lighting, where she sits. Disagree. She- of course you do. Disagree. Of course you do. I disagree. I know you do. Well, I wasn't expecting, I wouldn't expect anything less from you. I mean, I just don't see it that way. I know. I know. But you're very, very sensitive about your photos and very highly but critical. And then when true. anybody else is like, that's no. not going to put you're like, oh, who cares? It's like you almost seal it. You almost but see, see, this is a great example of this is your story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is your story. I notice people all around us all the time. No, don't push that one. Okay, no, I don't like any of these. Wait, no, don't blah, 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 blah. But you don't pay attention to it. But if it's me, it's like bang, bang. You're on high alert over mm-hmm. it. But that's I okay. I find you to be highly sensitive to photos of you. But yeah. do you think that anyone in your life would say that you're very easygoing about your photos? That you're like, eh, who cares? I mean, it? I think there are some times that I'm like, wait, no, I don't. I hate that one. I hate that one. But then other times I'm like, okay, whatever. If that's the one you like, just do it. I don't care. It's interesting this is a part of your, yourself that you're overlooking because you definitely have called me many times screaming at me that I was like, you're very offended by a photo that's completely flattering or normal. Again, this is all just, this all falls back to just opinion. Opinion. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's just my opinion. I will say, I don't really want to be doing this podcast today. I, I am feel that. very tired. V woke up. She woke me up at 2.30 in the morning uh, crying about... Like she's having growing pains. She's had growing pains for a long time. But why does this shit happen at, why can't the growing pains happen at 10 a.m. when she's at school when I don't have to hear about it? It only happens at three in the morning. It's like, you know, the fire alarm, not the fire alarm, the smoke detector. Why does that fucking thing only go off at three in the morning telling me it's a low battery? Mm -hmm. Tell me it's a low battery at 9 a.m. when I have the wherewithal and the bandwidth to fix, to, to, to put the new battery in. Mine actually went off recently at four in the afternoon. I was really grateful. Yeah, that, that never happens. It mm-hmm. never, that shit never happens at four in the afternoon over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to be here right but now. But I will say people connect to the solo episodes. They really connect to them. So I want to give my all. I want to give my best. And I'd love to say that my best is good enough, but I just can't say that it will be today. Mm-hmm. So out of a scale of 10, one to 10, like what are you giving us today? 
Feels like a three. Coming at you live, hardcore with a five. Oh, a five. Mm-hmm. Okay. A five. Um, where do we even? Where do we even begin? Oh, that's well, so funny. I just looked down at the paper, and the first thing it says: Sarah is analyzing the podcast way too much. <laughs> you literally no, always do that. No to shorter episodes. If anything, we want longer episodes. Also, y'all stop worrying about episodes not being good. The episodes where y'all are just talking about nothing are some of the best. Well, that's nice. See. You're very critical of the episodes. You're always analyzing I guess them. like I've been listening to a few podcasts that will remain nameless where it's just like friends and they, you know, they sit around and they just talk about bullshit and I'm like annoyed by it. Mm. So I guess again- Maybe you're again, just not our audience. This comes back to preference. Yeah, you're, you're not our audience. You, maybe, maybe you wouldn't like this podcast. I actually love this podcast. Oh, this podcast you like, though. <laughs> okay, got it. Oh, God. Um, well, uh, we just had my birthday at Blackberry. Yeah. Blackberry Farm. Mm-hmm. It great, was amazing. Great great place. It was amazing. I mean, I won't be able to, you know, send my kids to college, but great place. I mean, same here. Great. My, I my mean, our kids will not be going to college, but great three days. You've stayed at more expensive hotels than that. I don't think so. Yeah, the Dorchester in London. Got it. Got, I got Rose a deal with there. Miramar. Get deals there. Mm. Get deals there. No, no. This, this, this. I think takes the cake. Mm. But you get a lot for it. Got a lot for it. You get a lot. For it, it was a really. I've decided to embrace my country roots. Mm-hmm. What roots do you have in country? Our mother's from Texas. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> deep true. roots. I'd actually say pretty deep, deep, deep roots. But she's not. She's she denies her her birthright of her, but it's from in Texas. Her. She's actually born in Arkansas, raised in Texas. She's she's, yeah. she's a Texan. I mean, she 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 would not like to hear you say that. But you know that is just her own stuff. She is triggered by her childhood, as you know. You get triggered when people bring up Malibu. I do, and I don't. See, we're all different. That's the beauty of life, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. We are all different. I'm zero triggered by Malibu. Like I could actually see myself moving there, moving oh, back there. Great, I'll never visit you. Well, I'm never going to visit you where you're going. So it's actually- <laughs> Where am I going? To Hancock Park. So far. Oh, where I'm actually moving to? To, you your, man- to your mansion. It's so far. Oh, it's really not very far. You have it in your mind that it's far. If I'm in Malibu, really very- If I'm in Malibu, we'll never- Well, it'll be like- See each other we'll a couple times a year. Thanksgiving. Oh, actually, maybe not Thanksgiving because our dad texted us like two days ago and was like, "Hey, for Thanksgiving, you know, what about this plan? Do you think you guys do this?" And Sarah writes back, "I actually think I'm going to be in the Maldives." Okay, you need to give a little context. There is no context. There is context. It's not as easy as like, "Hey, guys, want to have Thanksgiving in the desert?" A lot goes with that. Where is everyone supposed to stay? No, I'm not getting. It's not about that. It's about your response is that you were planning on being in the Maldives for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I guess it's just we've sort of look, I wish we were the kind of family that had these like solid roots where it's like tradition, tradition. But like, dad stopped coming to Thanksgiving a while ago. Simon's parents have their thing. You know, if I'm being honest, I wish that we had a more traditional setup where it was like, blasphemous to go anywhere on Thanksgiving. But like, I don't take credit for that. I I blame other people. I know you do. You know? But every time we try to do that, you're in the Maldives. How great, the, does, how great does that sound? Do you now? see the, the disconnect though? That you're like, I want to have a more traditional Thanksgiving. But then when we try to do it with you, you're like traveling. Tommy's rarely ever here for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, he doesn't care about it. He's German. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, he likes 
mom's cooking, but he's not. I really liked the Thanksgiving year when we all did it here at your house. And when I rented the tables and I put it in the living room. Yes. And we revealed um, Junie's gender. That was really fun. That's, are you allowed to say that? Well, we did reveal her gender. Yeah, we did. And you got blowback for it. Mm, a little bit. Which is insane, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but that was a really nice Thanksgiving. A gender reveal, how fun. That was a nice- Balloons popping with pink inside. When would that it. have been? Three years ago? Mm, yeah, listen, it's always ago? great at my house. My house is a good Thanksgiving it vibe. Is. We always have fun Thanksgivings here. And I'm always trying to invite more people. I'm always like, the more the merrier, the more the merrier. You always have a seat at my table. And then, you know, you're not as welcoming. Well, listen, I think that like we have different feelings around Clearly a lot of things. Yeah, we have different feelings Mm -hmm. around a lot of stuff. But sometimes I'm really like affected by people's energy. So sometimes there's someone that you're like, do I want that person at family Thanksgiving? Not necessarily. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I feel I actually do agree with that. But I the thought of people like looking for somewhere to go on Thanksgiving, I think is brutal. Mm -hmm. It is interesting the times that you choose to open your heart up to people. I know. Um, anyways, I guess we'll just see where, where the anyway, holidays but, are rough. The holidays are rough. And then you also have, um, a lot of new people that I have to, I have to account for, but thank God they're like amazing. I'd, I'd honestly, I, th- I like to be with the Tickmans. Um, mm. That's a good family to be with on, maybe I'll do Thanksgiving with the Tickmans and you go to the Palm Springs. Oh, I love this idea. We'll split up. Yeah. You'll by the way, Simon's family. they'd be fine probably if they were like, you know what? Sarah's going to come, not Aaron. They'd probably be happy. They'd probably love it. They really like you. Yeah, they do. Uh, I can't even believe Thanksgiving is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Shit's going by But fast. more about my birthday. Oh, yeah, more about your birthday. Um, so, yeah, we it went was to Blackberry great. Farm with, I had 40 people for my birthday. And it was a really fun group. And we did, we had like relay race competitions. We did clay shooting. I love that you did not stress. I'm always so stressed about the people I'm leaving out or, oh my God, like, and you attempted, you were like, guys, don't post. Cause maybe there's a few people that felt whatever, but at the end of the day, you just don't really care. You're like, I, everyone, I invited everyone who I wanted to be there. If I didn't invite you, I don't feel that close to you. Listen, there were a couple of people I was stressed about. I didn't want their feelings to get hurt. And then I did invite them and um, they either weren't able to come or, you know, I extended the invitation. And really and truly, once we got there, there really wasn't anyone that I thought, oh, I'm close with this person. They would expect to be at my, you know, even though 40 people sounds like a lot of people, it's not a lot of people. No. If you're if you're counting everyone that you're close with in your life and you're traveling to, sp- to spend your birthday, like a big birthday, mm-hmm. it felt intimate to me. And so the people that were there are people I genuinely have a relationship with and I'm close with and... Um, I admire people yeah. who just don't care. I have a few friends. I have a friend that has a, a birthday coming up and she's like planning it. And I'm like, wait, what about so-and-so? So, and she's like, no, I'm not inviting them. I'm like, wait, they're going to be so upset. And she's like, I don't care. I'm not inviting them. That's not, that doesn't feel like my nearest and dearest. I'm not inviting them. Like that person's never going to speak to you again. She's like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like her boundaries are so clear. I am not like that. I don't well, want an enemy. All, if, I don't want someone to be mad at me. If somebody never speaks to you again because you didn't invite them to something, I think that that's petty. I don't think that's a good reason to not speak to someone. And then the I don't second know, point though, it says a lot. If I'm not invited to someone's birthday where I where all my friends are or where there's I people's really weddings be- I wasn't invited to, I was I was expecting to get invited to, and I'm kind of like, okay, well, I don't really care. I think you're weirdly 
detached from all that, I think, like, and I know some of the ones you're referring to, I think it's super fucked up. You're referring <laughs> to someone, they were at your wedding, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? That is fucking rude. I think that's so rude. I think it's, I sorry, kill me, shoot me, shoot me. Kill me, shoot me. Shoot me. But like, I think that is, for, to be like, oh, don't take it personal. Yes, take it personal. <laughs> You're advising people to take things personally? Absolutely. Okay, let's just lay the table here. Let's set the table. Set the table. You have a New Year's Eve wedding. You are invited that these people are at your wedding, okay? Mm-hmm. It is not a big wedding. No, our wedding was big. 300 people is big. Oh, is it three? Yeah, but like most of the people were Russian. You didn't even know them. <laughs> like of your friends, you had like... 80 people of your friends. I think like 100, but okay. Maybe 100, okay. okay? And then this person has a wedding even bigger and you're not invited. That, they don't like you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's just, let's just be honest. I hate when people are like, oh Maybe no. Maybe the word dates didn't he, work. Yeah, like mm. he's just not calling you because he's scared. He's not scared. He's not into you. Mm. Well, here's so, what I'll say. These are not people that I'm that like stressed about in my life, right? They're not people that I'm, trying to be super close with. So it's okay if we don't have the relationship there, right? That's on one hand. The second thing is that when I thought about my 40th, I thought I want to look around that table and see people that I have a relationship with and that I feel safe in the room with and that I'm connected to. We're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about birthday or weddings. No, but I'm saying like, I wasn't thinking who's going to not get their feelings hurt. I'm not, it's not their birthday, it's my birthday. So I knew I want to feel good about everybody sitting around the table. I don't want to look around and see people who are obligation invites. I want to see people that I actually want to have there. And I think that that should be um, okay. I can forgive people for not inviting me to things and I hope they can forgive me if I didn't invite them. Well, I can't. I know you can't. And I think I just, I'm so- Feels like you absorbed nothing that I just said. You just no, were waiting to say this that that's is wrong. The, this is the theme of the episode. We're all very different. We're all very different. Things that affect me don't affect you. Things that affect you don't affect me. Things that trigger me don't trigger you, vice versa. Like it's, yeah, it's we're okay. We're triggered by each other not being triggered by things. Oh, I'm not anymore. I don't care. You just beat to your own weird drum and I've just, I'm okay with that. When did you get that evolved? I don't know. It's a new thing? No, I don't know. It's just like, I've just come to terms with the fact that we just have different uh, electrons. We have different electrons. I don't know if that's a thing. We connect the energy differently. But I'm sorry. I just, I know we're all supposed to be so evolved and grow and heal and all this shit. But there are certain things that I think you just... It's okay if you're like, fuck that person. That's so lame. Like, that's really lame. Mm-hmm. My feelings are hurt. You said something without saying it. I mean, loud and clear, you don't respect our friendship. Loud and clear, you don't value our relationship. Loud and clear, you don't care about me. No, is that over <laughs> the top? Listen. Having a therapy in a couple of weeks. <laughs> have it tomorrow. I mean, sure. If you want to. But guess what? If you don't agree with me, I'm fine with that. I don't care. <laughs> I okay, don't well, care. Is it not worth having the conversation then? Because you're no, you're we of, can. But I realize that I just look to you to be like right, and right. Like, but the truth cares? is, I don't care if you agree yeah. with me. This is how I feel. Here's how I feel. There are enough things in life that annoy me, bother me, offend me. Mm-hmm. So if this one just doesn't tickle my fancy, no need to force it. You know what I mean? I don't. I, here's also the other thing: is that some of these weddings we're talking about that I wasn't invited to, I was really happy to not have to get on a plane and go to another wedding. I was happy to not have to go somewhere. Yeah, there's been a few recent weddings that you're just blacklisted from. <laughs> <laughs> Feels personal. I'm just telling you. I th- I think people don't like you. Maybe they don't like Simon. Definitely not the case. Oh, so it's me that they don't like. I mean, maybe you're a little polarizing. <laughs> I don't know. Because you but know then, it was a conversation. 
Should we invite Erin and right. Simon? We went to her oh, wedding. I don't know. Um, but don't you think if they didn't like me, they wouldn't come to my wedding? Or they just needed something fun to do on New Year's? Um, I don't know. You had like a fun wedding with cool people. Maybe people wanted to be around cool people. I don't know. Mm. So they're like, I'm not here for Erin and Simon. I'm here yeah. for Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh, wow. It was Jonah Hill. I forgot that. That's a, that was a big get. How'd you get him to your wedding? <laughs> By the way, did you see he just made a statement that he's he made a press statement that he's not doing press? Yeah. I respect it. I saw that. I respect it. Um, we should make the same statement, I think. You and I? Yeah, but then just no one will notice. If we made a statement saying we're yeah, that would not happen. And nope. who would, I don't think anyone would we see actually it. really would I don't love think to that would press. be making headlines. No, we would actually love to do some press. You know what? Whatever press Jonah's not doing, we'd love to pick up. You know what's interesting though is like, is not, yeah, you know, I don't know if you guys listening know anything about like publicists or whatever, but Aaron and I do not have a publicist. And what That's I've true. been realizing is that so many, like, if you're literally nobody, you have a publicist. It's crazy. Influencers have influencers who are not celebrities, who are just influencers have publicists. We'd probably be so much more successful if we had one. It just oh, sounds Oh, 100%. First like, of all, it's so expensive. It's offensively expensive. But it's crazy. The the people, I will obviously not name names because don't need any more enemies, mm-hmm. but people who have publicists. Like it, for me, I'm like, unless you're like Julia Roberts mm-hmm. or like Jennifer Lawrence, you don't need a fucking you're publicist. like, what exactly are you publicizing? But I think that that's the world we live in now where like- you know, it's just so who it's just there, a full time job being putting yourself out there. It's just a job we don't have time for. It's just it is. I'm just staring at your Elizabeth Holmes framed photo, and it is so beautiful. It is crazy though. Just I do think something's shifting with like because we don't the only social we do is Instagram. We don't do Facebook or Twitter, or TikTok or really anything else. Like that is You've our been only trying to medium. Make your TikTok happen. I mean, it started in quarantine with V and it was cute and funny, but then I've said it on this podcast before, then everyone else started doing this like drunk mom thing. And I think it's so cringe. So I stopped. And now mm-hmm. I don't I don't have anything to say on TikTok. Yeah. You know? But it is like we need it for the brands. Like we need it for the brands, but we're not capable of doing I'm too it. Too tired to add more platforms. Well, you just finished writing like a major script. Mm, so I did do a rewrite. You did you did you read my rewrite? Yep. Of course I read your rewrite. Mm. I also am halfway through. 102. Really funny. I like it. Oh, okay. Good. Um, it's like a like, two-page outline. So um. The font was very small. <laughs> the font was crazy. What was that? Like a two? It was what? insane. I couldn't read it. I did like a normal, no, like a 14. Was, that was like a two. A two? A 14? I'm pretty sure it was 14. Oh, no. I need glasses. Then, yeah. Maybe. It was I don't know. Like a really traditional size. Um, But... Although, you know what? I just, I wrote it in notes and then I just like sent it as an email. So I actually don't know what the font size was. It was a two. A two. If there even is such (laughs) thing as a two. I needed a magnifying glass. Oh, shit. To read it. Um, But so, yeah. So we do not have publicists. And (laughs) what are we doing? No, sorry. Someone just the other day, they were like, wait, who's your publicist? I was like, I don't have a publicist. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I let you drive the conversation. I really just like follow your lead here. I'm sitting here and would love for you to open a can of worms. It's interesting. Go for it. We'll wait. Um, I did a little chocolate mushrooms at Blackberry Farm. Really loved it. Loved. Okay. Loved. Just like opened my heart and my mind. Um, But then at my birthday, we had like a house party. You were there. You danced a lot. Yeah. Um, 
I Simon came over and was like, can you get up off the couch? I've been sitting in the exact same place for like four hours because I was just like on chocolate mushrooms but and I, I was maybe like enjoying my life. how your body reacts to chocolate mushrooms because the same thing was at your bachelorette. You just sit there kind of catatonic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look that fun. The bachelorette one, we won't go okay, into. Okay, we already told that story. We will not go into it. That was a traumatizing experience. This was a positive experience. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of like vibing and didn't really feel a need to get up. I wonder if our audience is aware, like if in their circles it's the same, but in our circles, chocolate mushrooms is the new like tequila. Like chocolate mushrooms mm-hmm. is the thing that people do. People are sort of pulling away from getting belligerently drunk on poison. Yep. And they're leaning to the the earth, mm-hmm. the mushrooms. But the- these were um these were mushroom, these were microdosing mushroom gummies, which I really, really liked. Are these legal? Like, are, can we? I talk don't think about they're them? legal now, but I mean. So I've never tried one because I'm a control freak. I'm too terrified to lose control. I'm too terrified to not be fully in my body. I'm too tired to mm-hmm. like. I'm just not evolved enough to go to that. I, I'd like to because I watch yeah. everybody on it. And they're so fun and they're having so much fun on it. But you were being fun. Yeah, and I didn't even. I mean, I might have had a beer. I'm just yeah. fun. You're just, I not just a drinker. I can just. When I make a choice, I can tap in to that level of fun. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't. But when it does, it's great. When it does, I really uh, bring it. I can really make a party. Osea is such a unique, special brand. All of their products are so clean. I have to say, there are so many skincare companies and... Osea really, I will say, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this statement. There is nothing like Osea. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also good skincare for kids to use because it's so clean. Like I've said before, all these freaking kids now, they're all wearing makeup because of TikTok and all these things. So when you wear makeup, you have to use skincare. And Osea is the only skincare that I let mm-hmm. Vivi. Uh, and she yeah, uses all of it, by the way. The cleanser, it's clean, it's safe, it's responsibly sourced, it's vegan, it's cruelty free, and it's powered by the sea. So find your new skincare and body care favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site wide with the promo code FIRST. You're going to get free samples with every order, and over orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want everything that you will see on this website. So go to oseamalibu.com with the promo code FIRST. Had a ritual this morning. Tell us about it. As you get older, you notice that you're just like, I don't know, a little softer. Your bones are just a little bit different. Everything's just a little bit different. And I did all this blood work and it came back that my proteins are low, which is, you know, a little so brutal. No, I didn't have osteoporosis, but it was just a wake-up call that I really need to be getting in my protein powder every single day. You just don't think about this shit when you're 20. You just don't think about it. But I'm telling you, you have to start early. It's plant-based protein powder with three distinct formulas designed to meet the body's changing protein needs. That means like we're all in different places. So they have a daily shake for 18+. plus which is all the amino acids, the essential nutrients, and all that stuff. Then they have the 50-plus, which adds like the calcium and all those that things that, that you do for health. No, for healthy muscle mass and then 
They also have the pregnancy and postpartum, which gives you all the things that you need for that stage in your life. So they really kind of have everybody covered. Oh, also, um, it's it's made from like sustainably grown peas. There are no added sugars. Look up your ingredients and in some of your protein powders. You'll be throwing those away. Okay. So definitely give Ritual a try. I think you'll notice a difference in your skin and your bones mm-hmm. and all of the things. So you're ready. We so have get ready to shake up your protein ritual. Our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash foster. Ritual even offers a money back guarantee. If you're not a hundred percent in love with it, visit ritual.com slash foster today for 10% off your first three months. Another thing that I'm really excited about is Stagecoach. I want to connect to those Southern roots. I love that. I want to live in cowboy boots Mm -hmm. and that Marcarian belt you had on. Such a good Marcarian belt. That that belt, did you get to keep it? I am going to try to keep it. You still have it? I still have it, but I, and I'm, I was going to. It looked expensive. I was thinking maybe like holding it back and telling her that like I forgot to send it and seeing if she says you can keep it. She's pretty generous. Very generous. She's never given me anything, but. Very generous to me. She seems, yeah. Um, well, because before Blackberry Farm, we all met in Nashville. I was very surprised you came. Simon and I were shocked you came. I it was only, very nice. Okay. If I'm being really honest, I only came because of the flights. It was just oh, an easier flight. Interesting. It just worked out better. Because mm-hmm. some people before going to Blackberry Farm were going to meet in Nashville. Well, it's not easy to get to Blackberry For the night Farm. before. And that was going to be like our real, you know, OG party crew. And Sarah was like, I'm going to Nashville. And we were like, sorry, what? You were coming from Nashville. We were very excited. I looked at flights. I was like, this is a nightmare. I don't, I I, I don't know. This is a nightmare. I don't like flying. So the fewer planes I can take, uh, the better. I like the idea of a direct. Mm-hmm. I always get, feel mother guilt. I'm always like, oh, but like three nights instead of, I mean, four nights away from the kids instead of three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I feel really guilty. And I go, no, guess what? Tommy was just gone for a long time. He was in the Caribbean with friends. Mm-hmm. He's got it. Yeah. He is their dad. Like I love when people say like, Oh, the the dad, my husband's babysitting. It's like your husband is not babysitting. He's parenting. Parenting, like that is. We we come up with these like words for when the dad does the job of the dad. But you came to Nashville. I came to Nashville. The graduate stayed at the graduate. I was like. I was tired. You know me. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I love being in a hotel room alone. It's like so cozy and room service, and I just never get to do shit like that. But I was like, no. You know what? I'm gonna be fun. I don't know what to expect, but I'm gonna be fun. We went to this amazing restaurant and then- The husk, really good. The husk. Simon brought this, guys, we discovered <laughs> this guy. Now, you, no, you don't you understand. didn't discover him, but yeah. Well, no, okay. I, Simon discovered him. Yeah. He is going to be, he'll, he's going to be like a good looking Chris Stapleton. You mark my words. What is his name again? <laughs> I know his name is Josh. <laughs> I can't remember his last name. Josh Ross. You guys, he's Josh so Ross. Sounds like a Jewish kid from New York, but he yeah, is he's not. not. He's he Canadian. Not. You guys, Google, oh, we're actually trying to like keep the Canadian part on the wraps. You know, what Google I mean? right now, Josh Ross. What's the hit song? Um, the hit song I'm is Trouble. Drink my Trouble. whiskey. No, there's no drink. My yeah, whiskey. he drinks you under the table. His sorrows. It's called Whiskey on You. No, Sarah, that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's Nate Smith's song. Oh, that's Nate Oh my By the God. way, Nate is also amazing, but we'll talk about him in a Nate minute. Nate is also amazing. Josh, you true. guys, Josh mark Ross. my words. Josh Ross, who I also did a duet, duet with. We can talk about that uh, in a minute. Karaoke, not a karaoke. Album. That was one of my all-time highs, yet lows. A real high and a low. A high and a low. A high and a low 
connected. You can have a high and a low in one moment. Yeah, you can. Um, well, because it, it basically in Nashville, whenever you go out to dinners or hangs or whatever, people just, just bring like, out guitars and start playing. All the, they like have like violins in their like jean pockets. It's great. <laughs> Everyone has like an instrument. It's like <laughs> you look over all of a sudden there's like a band. Yeah, it's true. So we were at the dinner and someone's like, Josh, play a little music. And I got embarrassed. I was like, wait, Simon, I don't know if like we should like play music. It's awkward. I know, like, me dinner. too. I remember being like, Calm down. We're like eating. We don't yeah, need to like, this is like now or stop and then like watch a whole and like, like what if it doesn't go over well? Yeah. So I was a little bit like, Ugh, okay, whatever. And then Simon was like, trust and me. And then all of a sudden he starts he belts out a, a word and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. This guy. It was so good. I, this is, cr- I mean, how famous is this guy going to be? Hopefully. I said it to him. Very. I go, do you know how famous you're going to be? And he's so like, this, first of all, this guy was living in his car. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was living in his car for months, not mm-hmm. for like a week, for months. Yeah. He was living in his car and he was building furniture on the side with like materials that he would find God knows where. I mean, this kid is, I'm, it's people like him where I'm like, I'm so happy for them. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy for them. I'd love exactly. to get like a piece of his action, you know? Like I a, do have a piece of his action. You have a piece of his action. Maybe mm-hmm. I can do like his merch or something. Oh, that's know. interesting. I like that for you. Um, yeah, yeah so it was really fun. And then we went to karaoke at The Graduate after he got you to sing a song with him. Yeah, so you and me and Michelle were doing, I'm not, guys, I don't like karaoke. I cannot sing. Like this, you know how people are, how girls are like, oh, I can't sing. And it's like a bit, but they actually mm-hmm. kind of do have like a but you thing your own. to their voice. We did, um, no. we did like some Shania Twain. We you did- picked songs with many lyrics. Like you, you, for what you picked songs that had like, more lyrics than most. Well, we did Redneck Woman. Which a lot is, of lyrics in that song. But like every song has a lot of, you want a song that's like, I know, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, honestly, but you picked songs where you had to hit all these notes. I didn't realize that songs are harder than you realize when you get up there. It's true. You think like, oh, let's just go up. You get up there and it is really hard. Because you're thinking like, I sing this song in the car all the time and I do great. But that's not how it goes. No, you get up there and it's like Also, nobody was captivated by us. I thought that it would be like, oh, look at these, you know, cute, sad moms up there. No one- No one cared. No one even looked. They just like looked at their phones. But then Josh goes, let's let's sing perfect. No, picture. (laughs) Picture. (laughs) You just never know anything. Is there a song called Perfect. Probably, but this is called picture. Picture. And I'm like- Right? Or picture frame? Picture. The, it's, it's the Sheryl the, Crow Kid Rock song. Yeah, the Kid Rock Sheryl Crow song. The, by the way, great song. I think he was four when the song came out. So- it was a, It's a very good it song. It is such a good song. Hold on, I'm going to look it up, what it's called. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's called picture. And he's like, let's do picture. I was like, wait, what? Wait, wait. I almost just put Kenny G. Um, <laughs> Kid Rock. Kid Rock. And Cheryl- Remember that episode where I sang um, the John Mayer song, Crow? Picture. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's called Picture. So anyways. Really good. At Wait, first, did I they was, get married? At first, no. Wait, what? Kid Rock and Isn't Cheryl Crow married? is funny, by the way, how you forget certain couples that dated? Did yeah. they date? Is Cheryl Crow married no, to Kid Rock? Uh, no, 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 no. They no, the answer is no. Yeah, no, I don't think But they fans ever dated. did speculate it. But you know, when you see couples from a long time and you're like, wait, they dated? That's mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson, they were married. Like, that's crazy. Weird, right? That's crazy. I know. Anyways, so he was like, let's do a duet. Oh, her, her net worth is 70 million. Good for her. That's like wrong. Yeah, they're usually wrong. They're usually wrong. I think it says my network's like way more than it is. Right. Um, so. Anyways, I'm gonna look yours up. I was very. Please don't Google my net worth. That's so rude. Well, it's public. 
I know, but net worth. <laughs> crazy. <gasps> Your net it's worth. It's like her net worth is a hundred thousand dollars. Three million. Oh. Okay. Sarah Foster is an American actress who has a net worth of three million dollars. Where do they get that number? I'm so curious. I don't know. Do you want to know Tommy's net worth? Oh my Aaron. Okay, Tommy. What? Doing his? pretty well. What's his net worth? Says he's won $13 million in prize money. This is not, this is shallow. What's your net worth? Like <laughs> 10 grand? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Yours is 3 million. Let me see what mine Oh, is. yeah. Aaron's is like way less for sure. Let's see. Okay. Aaron Buster. They're like, no results match that search. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever asked this. No one's ever asked. Um, it's like, oh, 2 million. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so sad. That mine's less than yours. Yeah, really well, sad. Google knows what's up. Anyways, so I, uh, it oh was my God, great. I just looked, it just had a link for Jordan. Yeah. And it said Jordan's net worth is estimated to be between 1 million and 5 million. Oh. Higher than all of ours. Wow. Yes. Well. Interesting. So it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, we week, had fun. night in Nashville. It was so but fun. Then, but then I reached my limit. I reached my limit. But you reached it late. You went out to like 1.30 in the morning. I was very no, impressed. No, not that late. Maybe. But by the way, you know why I could do that? Because the karaoke was in our hotel. If it had yeah. been somewhere else, I would have been stressing the whole time. How am I going to get an Uber? How am I going to get home? There's I'm going to be so tired There's nothing better than knowing you can just go upstairs. There's nothing better than knowing you can just Good. go upstairs and it's over. <laughs> Uh, and Simon puked the whole, yeah. like, a guy cannot hold his liquor, apparently. It's crazy. He's never... His whole thing is like, I can drink you under the table. I'm Russian. But he was puking the whole poor Drive. guy. Yeah. It was didn't go our way. It was so weird. I've never oh, seen no. that happen. He, You've never seen him puke? No. This ever. was the first time he couldn't hold his liquor? Correct. Was he even drinking that much? I He maybe was... He was drinking a new drink. He did he, sing Up Down on the karaoke <laughs> and I was re-watching the video last night. It was really bad. <laughs> the best too is that Michelle's husband, Jan, our friend Michelle, <sighs> Michelle comes up to us after we had sang Redneck Woman and she goes, yeah, so I just asked Jan how he did and he said, not good. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, if the husband's telling you it's bad, like we failed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he yeah. didn't work a long like, uh, song. Yeah, no, not good. Up, down, up, down. It did not, it was no, not, did it, not hit. It did not, it did well, not Well, he came hit. back to the room at like 2.30 in the morning and, and you know, he is Who Russian. They do, stay up with? they drink a lot, yawn. And I don't know, maybe his brother. I don't remember who, but he, they drink, they drink a lot. I mean, they do shots all the time. I don't know what happened. And then he came in the room and, and then he like got up. He was just like, I'll be right back. And I was like, is Simon puking right now? This is crazy. I've never heard that. And then we took a bus the next morning. The thing is, he kept denying that he was sick. Like, I woke up in the morning. I was like, how I hate it when people do that. People are clearly sick. And like, oh, it's just allergies. Like, no, you're sick. You have a cold. You're sick. Just admit it. Oh, but this was from drinking. No, 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 no. I know. I'm just saying in general, people deny what's actually happening. We woke up the next morning. I was like, how are you feeling? And he goes, I feel great. I was like, oh, okay, great. And we're getting dressed and getting ready to get on the bus. And then I heard him puking again. And it was like, why are you telling me you feel great? Wasn't he also really sick at your wedding and denying that he was really sick at your wedding? He was really sick at our wedding, but that was not from drinking. That was just he like the flu. He needs to take some vitamin C. Is he on like an immunity program? I think the stress of the wedding yeah. probably was also a lot. Also COVID. Probably COVID. I probably, I, we, was, we think everyone had COVID at your wedding. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were sick at our wedding and it was right before COVID hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Josie's not ever gotten COVID and she was very sick at your wedding. Interesting. I know. Yeah, a lot of people were sick at our wedding. 
here's the deal. Life is intense. Life is complicated. It is not easy to get to the doctor's office. When you are certain tests that you need done, you're like, do I really want to go sit in a waiting room and have to see people I know? Do I really want to have to pay what I what people charge to go do this? No. The answer is no. Everlywell makes it easy. These are at-home tests. They send you the kit for the thing that you want mm-hmm. to have tested, whether it's your hormone health, whether it's your Men's gut health, women's whether health. it's your... Whatever it is, they send you the kit. Are you trying to jump in now? Because no, I, I got this. Keep going. Okay. So, so in the comfort of your own home, your bathroom, wherever you want to be, you can take the test. You send it in. You get all the results like very quickly thereafter. So it's just really taking um, the middleman out of getting the same results. It's an amazing company. A lot of people are using it. The company is doing very well. Um Everly Well, it's digital healthcare designed for you at an affordable and transparent Just, price. Aaron, give them the call to ask. So for our listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash foster. That is everlywell.com slash foster for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash foster. Noom is so unique because there are so many different ways that people um, try to get healthier, maybe lose weight, get more fit, focus on their health, change their body. And some of them are unhealthy ways. And Noom has really created a new, unique way that you can actually get. Also, by the way, some of them are just annoying. So many of these, like, trendy ways to like get fit, get healthy, keep the weight off, do all the, it's just freaking annoying and not exactly. attainable. And Noom does it, it does it completely differently. It's all about like a mental approach. It's rooted in cognitive behavior therapy, which is a specific way you can really properly change habits. So it changes your relationship with food in a way that nobody else is doing. And I think like you don't even realize when, when you're doing it, that you're actually getting healthier and developing healthier habits. You don't even realize it because it just makes mm-hmm. it easy. It's true. Um, we love Noom. It works. We have friends who use it. So break the cycle with motivation and support with Noom Weights psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash foster. That is N-O-O-M.com slash foster to sign up for your trial today. Oh, before I forget, you know how I really want to get on the podcast? Tell me. Adam Grant. Oh, I see his tweets all the time. I know. And who he, is he? And he he's just like he's a he's a motivational speaker. He's an author. He, he feels actually like he's wrote, a thought leader. He's a thought leader. He wrote the foreword to Todd Rose's book. Oh, so Todd I Rose, very popular episode for people us. People are obsessed. With, I told you, Tinks wrote me and said this. It like cha- it was like life changing. Well, she actually did a podcast about her the five podcasts that changed her oh, life, yeah. and that one was one of them. I actually was in two out of the five know, podcast that episodes wild. that changed her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you're a good speaker. People want to hear from you. Thank you say you. things that resonate with people. Thank you. But I thought that Adam Grant would, I don't know, like see Todd Rose's episode and then be open to it. I have DM'd him twice, mm. unopened. Granted, you can't see when someone doesn't follow you if they've read the direct Wait, yes, message. No, you can't. I think you can. I don't think you can. Maybe send like a bikini pic. Oh. Right? A bikini pic holding, like I could do the like the um the cards in yeah. like love Hold, actually. Yes. Hi, card Adam. down. Adam, 
We I'm here you. to ask I'm you. here to ask you. And then he'll keep watching because the last one that goes up, it moves and then you see your whole That's bikini body. Great idea, Aaron. Should we film that today? Yeah, let's, that's good content. Okay, great. Oh, people reacted. Okay, so if anyone knows Adam Grant, we would love to have him on the podcast. Or if Adam Grant is listening. Yeah. You look like you don't think he's listening. No. Okay. I don't think he's listening. Continue. Um, people really appreciated my bullying story. Mm-hmm. I just... I loathe bullies with a passion. I swear to God, if I was independently wealthy, I would just spend my days going to schools and like, you know, like, like manhandling bullies. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe that that's not- your take is that <laughs> instead of maybe talking to them with like kindness and no, love, no, I'm gonna manhandle you want them. to then go bully and the bullies. threaten them. Yeah, so you want to threaten the bullies. Yeah, like you said, bullying. I am the opposite of Michelle. When they go low, as you said, we go lower. I go, Mm -hmm. and guess what? That, I could sit here and pretend like, hey guys, when they go low, we go higher. It's not me. Mm. It's not me. I- You're just a go lower kind of person. I just, look, my tactics worked with this chick. Interesting. Okay, I'm. you have done a lot of work on yourself in the last two years. Yep. And I really think that it's been great in a lot of ways. I'm just a little concerned about <laughs> the fact that- Everything we're talking about today is you sort of just doubling down on unhealthy behavior <laughs> as opposed to trying to change your behavior. I know, but I just don't think I'm going to change. So you're more into just radical acceptance of I yourself. I think acceptance is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I think self-acceptance is a beautiful... Did mm-hmm. I just say that? Self. No. Self-acceptance is a beautiful thing. I've accepted myself. Mm, I think you're using it wrong. I think you're using it wrong. Because I know that part of the goal in therapy is for me to understand that I can't change you, right? That's a big one to accept. I'm not there yet, but I'm working towards it. But you can change you. That is sort of, that's what growth is, is is evolving. I know, but I have changed so much. So you're just at a stopping point. You're like, I did it. I changed a little bit and that's all I can do. I don't know. I just think sometimes bullies need to get bullied back. You know oh, what I mean? They just need to get bullied back. Uh-huh. You need to kind of scare the shit out of them. Uh-huh. And maybe that's not your tactic, mm-hmm. but I think it's mine. Mm-hmm. I have no patience for this shit anymore. I've mm-hmm. seen it now. I'm hardcore in it with these kids. I see the things that are said. I see the way that it's affecting other kids. And I don't know. I just, I've had it. I think you got me at a bad moment because I was dealing with another much less of a big deal, but another situation last night. And I just like, it really upsets me. Mm -hmm. What happens in V's circle of friends, like they're all, they all do crazy shit to each other, right? So what happens- The new thing is, the new thing is they report each other for being underage on TikTok. So they'll get into a fight, Okay. I heard it last night. Someone to remain nameless was like, oh my God, V, I like that boy. Are you kidding? Okay, you know what? I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to report you. I'm going to report you. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do. I'm reporting you. That's what I'm doing. And they're going back and forth about, no, please don't report me. But here's what I really don't understand. How the fuck does TikTok work? Do they have they not figured out that all these kids just mess with each other? Mm-hmm. So so some little eleven year old or twelve year old can report you, and then you're just like, oh, I saw the report. All right, let's take that one down. Like, is that how it works? I don't know. I don't. I don't work there. I don't know. But, so, do you but you know what's see, interesting? What I, what I was going to ask is that mm-hmm. what do you do as a parent when you see that your kid is bullying or your kid is saying the mean thing? Like, what do you do? How do you? Because there's parents of kids that maybe have bullied before. 
you know, what do you do? Because it's not I like V is always innocent, right? I think we throw, no, V is definitely not always innocent, but she does not bully. She never talks about someone else's appearance or their clothes or their family or their like where they're from or what they look like. She does not do that kind of stuff. Oh my God. And if I would lose my shit, she is no angel. And I am like constantly on her about how to be a better friend and how to be a good person and Mm -hmm. how to be a better sister. But like, if I ever caught her making someone feel horrible about their physical appearance, Mm -hmm. I would, I I don't know, I'd ground her for a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't even know. I'd probably like pull her hair. I don't know. You can't do it. Okay, let's edit that out. I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes I'll like grab her by the ear. Uh, Not hard. uh I think you're almost saying too much. Okay, I'll just- I'll just stop. Yeah. I'll just stop. Okay, got it. Well, maybe we'll, a parenting episode uh, where you can give them yeah. all kinds of good advice. All kinds of tips. No, you can't be like physical with a kid, obviously. You were just but literally saying. No, you but you know, like, I'll be like, Ugh, what did you do? Don't just, do it to you know? me. No, but like, that's not. Ow. No. Sometimes you got to just. Don't touch my ear. Wake him up. <laughs> hey, V, you know. It's very there's old a school. Lot of, and ear there's, pull is very old There's school. a lot of pressure points in the ear. You just got to go like, hey, No. What is this a dog you're speaking about or is it a person you're speaking about? I don't know, guys. Hey, parenting no. Is, parenting is really hard. Okay, well, you don't really seem to have the hang of it. So maybe don't be handing Look, out I think, advice. Hold on. I think we can joke about that all day long, but I think that V is a really good kid overall. Overall, She's V really grown a lot. is respectful to adults. She you know, is kind. She is thoughtful. She's mature. She knows how to communicate. She knows how to advocate for herself. I mean, she she's 11, so there's a lot more growing to do. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think she's got the bones are there. Yeah. The bones are there. She's, she's a really special kid. and She has worked on herself a lot and grown. That is for sure. Do either of you read for enjoyment? Would you guys ever do a book club? I don't, we don't read enough to have a book club. But I was just saying this, you know, and it's like so not embarrassing to admit because I think a lot of people can relate to this, but I I was always a reader. I love reading. I when I get invested in a book, I can't put it down. I I mean, I I can't stop. Like I'll read a book in an entire weekend. I'll read a 400 page book in a weekend, but it's been a while. You know why? Because you instead of phone. allocating that time to read the book, I go oh, what's happening on Shopify? Mm. Or wait, what's happening on Twitter? Wait, Instagram. Oh my gosh, you know what? I need to do a story because we just released those new jeans. Or, oh, you know, yeah. and then you go into the like, the, sc- the what do you call it? The doom scroll where you're just like, bleh, mm-hmm. bleh, bleh. and then it's like an hour and a half has gone by mm-hmm. and then there's no time anymore. Yeah. And I don't know how to get myself out of it. I just started this new thing that, because um, I was saying to, to Josh, my life coach. I can't, I'm not allowed to call him a therapist. He's a life coach. Um, I was just saying to him, I was like, I really like, I want to be a better parent. I want to be a more present parent. I don't want to be that mom that like comes home at, you know, when the kids come home from school and I'm like on a zoom or like doing emails or like stressed about work shit, or I don't want to be that person. Mm. I don't want to be the person where they're doing their homework and I'm on Instagram or I'm like, filming content. Like that's so fucking cringe. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, you guys, I think we can joke about it all day long. We don't know what it's doing to our kids. Like I I follow some women who literally- We know it's not good. No, but we talk about, we know it's not good for them to be on social media, but being raised in a social media 
home. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't know what that is doing. Like, I follow some moms who literally film their fucking kids all day Well, I mean, we can guess. It is definitely teaching the child that you should be obsessed with sharing your life with other people and what other people think and that likes and views and, and attention is validation. That's Honestly, not healthy. And it's so tough because I think some people who are listening to this might be like, yeah, well, that's how I make my living. Like I make my living that way. And fair enough, I understand. But I really think we have to have honest conversations about what it is doing to be to children being raised in a home that is constantly being like filmed for content. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it's fucking you up no matter what. It's gotta be. Of course it is. I mean, it's like, and you know what they say too, like, when it comes to parenting, like, don't tell your kids what to do. You do it. Just do it. They'll watch you. Exactly. They'll lead by they'll example. Lead by example. So if you're the mom in the corner, you know, filming your tutor- makeup tutorials, that's what the kids are going to see. Of course. You know, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, Socrates in the corner just like reading all day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm on my phone a lot. But I am very cognizant. No, but I don't film my fucking kids eating breakfast and lunch and dinner. And no, I'm saying you're trying to curb filming stuff around them. Yeah, I just think it's. I I think it's a slippery slope. I I do, and I and and I'm not being judgmental at all. I'm just saying Mm. I think it's something we all have to like pay attention to. I really, I really think we have to. I also, you know what else? Have you noticed? Like I pay, I'm paying more and more attention to this. How people like film their like private like meditations when they're like sitting there meditating. I'm like, hold on. You're like, aren't you supposed to be like meditating? Isn't that like a really private and Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch your fucking meditation unless you're like a, I'm following you because you're a health and wellness person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's one thing, right? But like just normal influencers, I don't want to fucking see your meditating. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. Put your phone down, close your eyes, do your inner work. Mm -hmm. We don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Do you not, feel the same? But way? You're not judging. Maybe that I'm a little. <laughs> maybe that I'm a little judgmental about. Um, okay, I see this question. That I think is interesting. Uh, last week when I was moving, I was cleaning out my husband's closet and found a box with a bunch of pictures of his ex, along with some letters. Ooh. Is it weird that he kept these all these years? I do have to say, I have a few things that I've stored at my parents' house. Should I be annoyed? I feel like I'm overreacting because it's been so long, and now we have kids and are married. Get over it. Who cares? I have a full like. Chad box from when I was like 20. And it's so funny when I accidentally find that shoe box and look through like how tortured our lo- our love and really relationship was. I think those things are really sweet to carry around. And I think that they're part of your history. It's weird to like throw things like that. You know that what out. mom says? Mom says never throw out a photo. Now, granted, she's a um hoarder. Uh, hoarder, yeah. But to be clear, we mean it sarcastically. Yeah. She's not an actual hoarder, but but she says never throw away a photo. And I agree with that. I, I think unless- Some photos could be thrown away if they're really, if they're a very bad moment or they're really unflattering. But mementos no, and sentimental I, stuff from an ex, like I don't think you have to throw it away just because you got married. I didn't throw my stuff away. I think if, you're, if your new guy or your new girl has this like mandate, like you have to like- I want to watch you throw all that away. That's kind of controlling and weird. I don't I don't love that either. Although when Do I think you need to keep it like, you know, on the coffee table? No, but like put it away. When Simon and I were moving into the house we live in now, I found this like, you know, those little hearts that have words on them, like gratitude yeah. or whatever. And there was a heart that said something on it, I forget. And I was like, 
can I throw this away? And someone was like, my ex-girlfriend gave me that. And I was like, uh, are you wanting to keep it? That's fucking weird. And I think I got annoyed and I threw it away. What was it on his like bedside table? No, I think it was like in a junk drawer or something. Oh. But in my mind, it felt like he wanted to keep it. Feels like he wanted to keep it. Yeah, but I threw it away. Okay. So you're basically saying you're, you're, so you're taking a different take. No, I'm just, I'm not advising what I did. Right. I'm saying it, who cares? Cause I, cause the stuff that I have around doesn't mean I'm not over those people. It's just like a slice of your life. I think keep a, keep boxes, keep boxes, but keep them away. It doesn't need to be in a place that you can like access all the time. It doesn't need to be in a no, place she where you found your partner, it when they were moving. Yeah. I don't think that you should, but I understand how that could be, how that could be triggering. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these like sweet moments. Look, we're all haunted by the exes. We just are, especially women. And I actually think men too, but I'm not listen, I'm obsessed with Simon's exes. Listen, the the ghosts of girlfriends past is a real thing. I have never been in a relationship until Tommy where I wasn't completely haunted by the ex. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and I think as you get older, you become more secure with yourself so you don't compare yourself as much and you just sort of, you go like, okay, if they wanted to be with them, they'd be with them. Yeah. They wouldn't be with me. I think it's a younger but thing. But when you're- I don't know. But though. you don't feel I mean, that way with Tommy. I, have, I don't feel that way I have, with Simon. Like I no, don't. I'm, I never. I'm I was never haunted by Tommy's exes because I was just so like oh, I'm obsessed. No, by the way, if you're a listener and you have um, single Simon stories, please DM them to me because I live for them. They're really fun. Oh my god, you like love you like love this idea that Simon was this like womanizer and like you got like you like cured it. You no, like cured actually, his womanizing. No, actually, that's not how I feel because I didn't really ever want to like fix him or change him. It wasn't about You just wanted to win. No, it wasn't. I wanted that in past relationships. No, it's this idea that Simon is this loyal, attentive, like, you know, present, loving, trustworthy husband. And that he used to be like a little bit of a player. He used to be like, you know, shady with girls. And and I think it's fascinating. It's not about like winning over anybody no, else. No, but you have this like creepy smile when you hear stories about like, oh, he was such a pig. He cheated on her all the time. You smile this like, <laughs> this like- Oh, like an evil smile? No, just this like, But is I fixed it. I No, I don't, like, don't- That's not the right term. Like he like, changed for me. Yes. Like you're so amazing. He changed for you. Oh, I've honestly never thought about it that way. Oh it's, yeah, it's ego. It's ego. I've, I, I've been there. No, no, no. But I'm saying I. that's not what it is. The feeling is not that. It's that Simon is such a good guy. He's such oh, a good yeah. husband. That hearing like bad boy Simon stories is like cute to me. But are there really bad boy Simon? He is such a nice guy. I can't imagine a story where he's like a dick. I mean, apparently there are. I don't think so. Which it makes I me a little, I'm kind of like proud, you know? Yeah. That, oh yeah, he used to be a bad boy. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so you're right. Oh, then it's so yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all it all comes back to you and your ego no, and your issues. I'm proud of him for having like a bad boy phase. Why? Because he's such, such a good guy. Like I like, like you. Just he, need to know he's got it in him. Yeah, I like his bad boy side. Okay, you enough. know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Anyway, if he ever fucked you over, let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I have a few stories, but it's fine. You do. All right into the pod. <laughs> He fucked you over? Good to know. I have some bad boy Simon stories. Good to know. Um, it's so interesting. I just feel like Athletic Greens is having such a moment. Anytime I look on Instagram or TikTok or I go to someone's house. And you think I just you think it's because of us. No, I've started to, you know, I've started to admit it's not, it's not mm. only because of us. I mean, we are a factor, but 
everyone's talking about it. I think you just, you start it, you feel a difference, and then you inevitably just tell other people. It's just, Athletic Greens makes it so easy for you to get all the things you need, all the nutrients you need in one. Mom was just saying the other day, mom was just complaining the other day that she always has to buy her own Athletic Greens and that you don't give her your Athletic Greens. Girl. I don't get it for free. What don't you understand? There are they they sponsor the podcast, so they send you one, but it's not just like a lifetime mm. supply. So, anyways, we love Athletic Greens. Everyone loves Athletic Greens. One scoop contains seventy-five vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. That is a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend in one serving. So it really just takes the. Uh, it just makes the mornings go faster. Is Exactly. Is, uh, we love it so much. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash foster today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash foster to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Just want to hop on here and tell you, if you are vitamin D deficient, you're not living your best life. <laughs> okay. Thing. Google. No, Google what vitamin D deficiency does okay. to your body. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> we really try to bring you only science backed stuff. We just try, we don't do it all the time, but we really try. So we are here to talk to you guys about NED. NED is science-backed. It's nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Here's the thing. There are so many things that we can get naturally from plants, from you know the ground that can truly heal us, but we don't know about them. So NED's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body. Um, it just helps you with your stress, with your sleep, mm-hmm. with your inflammation, mm-hmm. with your balance. It's certified, it's certified organic hemp from the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. No, no, but see, these are things. We we feel shitty, okay? We have all these symptoms, and then we, like, go and we take, like, drugs, basically, because we think that that's going to fix us. But it's like you just don't They also make the mellow anymore. magnesium, which I love magnesium. I take this magnesium every single night. It is fantastic. It is so helpful for your memory, your mood, your brain function, stress response, nerve and muscle health, and very importantly, sleep. Sleep is so important for our health. So Ned is a great brand. You can trust it. It has over 2,000 five-star reviews on it. That is not by accident. The products are amazing. But also, don't, yeah, don't take it from us. Read the reviews and just Google what magnesium does to you, the benefits of magnesium every single night. And the benefits yeah. of CBD. So, and start with Ned. So become it. the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with the code FOSTER. Go to helloned.com slash FOSTER or enter the code FOSTER at checkout. That is H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash FOSTER to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Um, this question, I don't know what it's going to say, but all it says is Aaron is a guiding light to me. I was waiting for you to find that one. <laughs> Aaron is a guiding light to me. I am an aunt to two amazing boys and I even bought myself the favorite aunt t-shirt. I am about to freeze my eggs for the third time. This is so sad that I'm just like the egg freezing like guru now. And turn- Why is it so sad? That's amazing. You're like, like that the, you that's are- That's like my lane now. 
and turned 36 this summer. I just really want to meet my person and dating just sucks. I love that Aaron met her person later and I'm just wondering what advice you have for a struggling dating gal in her 30s. Well, first of all, you should be listening to our dating episodes because there's a lot of good advice for them. You should 100% listen to our dating episodes. And the advice that I have for that person, it's like, I can give you this advice confidently because I'm living this advice. You have to behave the same way about finding your person that I feel right now about the things that I don't have yet in my life. You have to live your life fully, whether or not it looks the way that you wanted it to look. You have to be happy. You have to put your energy into your friends. You have to take care of yourself. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have to be able to be present. You do not know when it's going to happen, but... the only thing you control is your attitude. And I'm not saying be positive all the time. I'm not like none of that, but just try to live your life and accept the truth of where you are and hope that it changes one day. And that, you know, the thing that you want comes into your life, but you can't sit there constantly obsessing and being sad and anxious and forcing things that are unnatural because it's not going to actually make it happen any faster. Yeah. And I think the more like well-rounded you are, the more lived you are, the more, you know, work you've done on yourself, the more you attract other people. So I think instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm alone, I'm 36, I'm freezing my eggs, I think switch the narrative. I think how amazing. I'm 36. I'm freezing my eggs. So I'll have a little bit of insurance there. I'm going to read. I'm going to travel. I'm going to, to your point, become a better friend. I'm going to endear myself to this situation. I'm going to do all that I need to do for my career so that when you actually, it comes time to meeting your person, you're such a magnet for them Mm -hmm. because you've, you've, you've worked so much on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it's, Here's the thing, panicking and stressing and worrying, it doesn't make that person more attracted to you. It doesn't make the things you want in your life come to you any faster. It just makes it harder. And it is less attractive when a person is panicking and freaking out. So there's no need for it. It's not going to help. It doesn't speed anything up. Our dating coach met the love of her life at 47. Mm -hmm. Met the love of her life at 47. But she already had kids. Yes, but there is just no clear one lane for everyone. There just isn't. And I understand being 36 and really ready for that next phase in your life. But Here's I just think, I don't think it's, it's just no, you don't need to panic. Here's the difference between what you're saying, what I'm saying. You're saying, see it as a positive thing. It's not necessarily a positive thing to everyone. My situation is not a positive thing. You don't have to decide that, that you're happy you haven't met somebody. You're happy you don't have kids yet. What you can do is accept the truth of it. It doesn't have to be what you want. It doesn't have to be the life that you always imagined. You don't have to say, oh, I'm actually glad that I'm 37 and I haven't found my person yet. You just have to accept that that is the truth. So you have to make the most of it. Gabby Bernstein talks a lot about how a lot of women that she advises and a lot of like, you know, her, I wouldn't say clients, but she's not clients, clients, but um, she has this thing and I'm going to butcher the title. It's like shadowing, I don't know, something, but- Driftwood. Driftwood, where, where it sounds like hokey if you're, you know, but truly for you- you need to start looking at all the couples that you admire and going, I'm so excited to have that. Like instead of sitting around and thinking about all the things you don't have and all the things that you wish you had at this time, look at, just flip the switch. Flip the switch. And I'm telling you, I really think that changing your mindset does change your circumstances. Well, because the, dr- the driftwood concept is, is that you're looking at what somebody else has and instead of being like, why do they have it instead of me? You go, oh, I want that and now I know what it looks like, Right. Look, I believe, I believe wholeheartedly in energy. I really do. I never used to. I used to go like, oh, give me a fucking break. That's bullshit. But I really do believe that your mindset is sort of our inner vision board. And I do think it's real. And I think 
Also listen to our manifestation episode. Really manifest the exact thing you want in your life. There are tools, there are ways to do it. I don't know if you have. Maybe you would have already said in here if you have. I would say listen to our dating episode and our manifestation episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by the way, our feng shui episode. Mm-hmm. I would say those are the three things you should listen to. Write us in three or four months mm-hmm. and give us an update on how things have changed for you. I'm serious. Like we just have, we have people writing us all the time going, I was, I was, I was at my lowest. I had no, nothing. I had no relationship. I had no friends. I had this, but then I listened to this episode or then I did these things that your feng shui expert recommended. And so you're saying the only solve for people's problems are our episodes. No, but I'm just saying we've, we've really rounded up like experts that we know to be like have a proof of concept. Like mm-hmm. we've done our homework and we've, we have episodes that are trying to help exactly this woman's situation. And we've had such thought provoking and thoughtful episodes around exactly what she's no, talking it's about. It's true. So instead of us like going like, oh, da, 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 we already have it. Mm-hmm. This girl, I want to help her. Brittany. Okay. Hi, my name is Brittany. And I'm wondering if you guys have any tips for getting back to being yourself after being in a slump. I've been a stay-at-home mom for four years. And I feel like I've lost the person that I was Spears. before I had my daughter. <laughs> she has a daughter. Oh. Any suggestions? Please love the... Uh, P.S. Love the podcast. Listen every Thursday morning. Love from Canada. So what I would suggest to this person is whatever... What Whatever the things were that made you feel good about yourself before, you should try to reinvigorate your life with those things. And I think that those things that stand out to me are like exercising, which makes you feel good about the body that you're in. Signing up for like, you know, painting with your girlfriends on a Sunday afternoon. Me and Sophia do that. And make it's so peaceful listening to calming music. Go to like a fun concert. Do the things like read a book that's stimulating or like a self-help book that gets you excited about your life starting fresh. Do the things that like jumpstart you. By the way, I was this person. I was a stay-at-home mom when I had Valentina. I had her and I, you know, I was like sort of on and off this TV show, sort of, kind of, but like I fully lost my way. I just identified as like, oh, I'm this person's mom and I'm this person's fiance and I go on the road with him and I'm on his schedule. And, but I also think like, there's something amazing about being a stay-at-home mom for four years. I think you also need to switch that narrative instead of being like, oh, I've been a stay-at-home mom for four years. Like, it's a negative thing. That's a beautiful thing. You've mm-hmm. like, you've, so many women would die to be a stay-at-home mom. They don't have that opportunity. I think you've bonded with your daughter in a way that you'll never get those years back. So I think it's amazing that you were a stay-at-home mom for four years. And I think it's also amazing that you're ready to get back to get your groove back as they say but there's so many things that can make you feel good about yourself that can like jump start that feeling and sometimes it's like watching a tv show that makes you laugh while you have a glass of wine maybe it's like i said painting with your girlfriends reading a new book going to a workout class like honestly i think honestly as oh, someone wait, who was in this position you need a routine can I just say also, I think that doing the artist way could really help someone like this because the artist way is all about putting yourself out of your comfort zone and going on dates by yourself and like getting out into the world and starting fresh. It's like, it, it helps you stimulate your creativity. It helps you stimulate your sense of yourself. And it is so great and it's so positive. And so try doing the artist way. I would also suggest we're big proponents on putting yourself out there. Like send an email to everybody. Hey, God, I don't know what your profession is or what you did before ch- children. You know, you didn't say that here. But like send a mass email to all your friends saying, I'm excited to sort of get back into the workforce if anyone needs any extra hands or if, I, I, again, I don't know I your don't profession. I don't think she's looking for a job. She just wants to feel like herself again. I've lost the person I was before I had my daughter. 
Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, again, guys, we need a little more context when you send questions. But um, to wrap it up, I think start by setting your alarm an hour before your daughter wakes up, if possible. Figure out your meditation. Figure out your workout. Figure out something to just start the day getting your endorphins going. And that in itself will change your mood completely. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, All right. Anyway, I will say Ooh, that I, like I this do one. feel like I hated this episode. No. I know you usually say that, but like, oh. I know, Allison, this one really was bad. Oh, well. Listen, you guys aren't going to like l- stop listening to us just because we have one okay, down episode. Okay, that's what we said that last episode. Okay. Oh. Generally speaking, how do you feel about celebrities, actors, actresses, models that smoke cigarettes? Hmm. Is that considered cool in Hollywood? Listen, guys, I smoked for a long time. I don't lie to my kids about it. They've, Tommy and I got in a fight once and threw me under the bus and was like, mom smoked. So that was cool. Hmm. Um, I smoked for a long time. I regret it. When I met Tommy, when I was 25, he said, I'm sorry, I cannot, I will, I could not date a smoker. So Mm -hmm. I quit. Um, Thank God he said that. But I think, thank God. Yeah. I don't know if I would have quit. I loved smoking. Mm -hmm. American spirits loved. I don't think people smoke. It's not cool. And you know, what's amazing the younger generation, they don't think it's cool. Good. Oh my God. They think it's disgusting. Wait, did I tell you this on the podcast that I read this news, this piece of news the other day that there's a country, I'm going to I'm gonna really botch this, that it's like Denmark, Holland, somewhere in the Netherlands or something that they are making it illegal for if you are born after a certain year, you cannot buy cigarettes. They're going to wipe out an entire generation of smokers. So basically- Because you can't buy cigarettes. So basically it's like anyone who, um, if you're 18 and older, you can buy cigarettes, right? But if you're under 18, if you were born after a certain year, you're under 18, that those people, when they turn 18, they cannot buy cigarette, cigarettes. They Like forever, for their whole life. So they're going to wipe out cigarettes. Because won't they just get them? No, because if they grow up not smoking and it's not available to them, they'll never get addicted it's to it. It's really simple. It it ruins your insides and it ruins your outsides. It makes you look old fast mm-hmm. and it literally... But think about it. Like, it's crazy think that it. anyone you, does You this. couldn't take cigarettes away from people who are already addicted to them because that's like, you know, you can't do that, right? People would yeah. revolt. But if you took cigarettes away from the next generation, like you just stopped making them after a certain year and they never got addicted, they would never I know the difference. it's just when you're dealing with these countries that are so small, it's just so much easier to, I think, implement things like this. Like, do you understand that Germany is like the same size as California? Whoa. How crazy is that? That is crazy. I think that that's correct. I mean, it's really crazy. So when we're talking about how other countries do things, you have to also just remember mm-hmm. we're dealing with like 400 million people, probably more, whereas they're, well, no, Germany is maybe like 40 million. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Should I fact check these numbers? Probably. No one take anything I say. Just yeah. always fact check everything I say. <laughs> 400 million. Let me just check that. Really okay, quick. check it. While you're doing that, in light of your family dynamic and your parents' multiple marriages. Sarah, you are not far off. Guys, I'm an intelligent human. Three, you just told us to never take anything you say okay, without well, fact-checking. What's the number? 329 million. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a Rhodes Scholar, apparently. You are smarter than you look. Thank you. In light of your family's dynamic and your parents' multiple marriages, how did you get comfortable being so open about your feelings and your feelings about your parents' respective partners with your parents? I had this god-awful stepmom years ago, but my dad and I don't speak about her. It's just so uncomfortable. I don't believe he ever saw or understood the emotional abuse she caused. Still doesn't. This is so hard. We've talked about this. Look, 
Aaron and I didn't get comfortable sharing our feelings until later in life. I was a closed shell for a very, very long time. It's taken years- I was always open. For me to feel comfortable opening up. It's taken years for me to be vulnerable. To this day, my Josh is still saying to me like, Sarah, the only way to connect with other people, you know, I was saying to him, I was like, I just want better friendships. Like I want more solid friendships. Like I need to work on it. And he's like, the only way to create new healthy relationships with other women is by being vulnerable. Like that is what connects people is like being open. That is how you connect to people. And it's, it's to this day really fucking hard for me. And Aaron and I have had a really complicated childhood. And maybe we'll do an episode episode one day where we do dive into all the different, you know, dynamics that we grew up with. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But like, it's not easy. And a lot of our issues are fully traced back to those things. By the way, not just on our dad's side, on our mom's side too. It wasn't just our dad. Our mom Mm -hmm. had, you know, a few different marriages as well. And they did the best they could, but they brought people into our lives who, who were not healthy figures in our lives. And it is very hard when you're a kid and you don't feel like your parents have your back. When you're a kid, all you want is for your parents to have your back. So I relate to this situation, mm-hmm. you know? I, I I hear you, I feel you, and it's not easy. And not until later in life did dad have conversations with him that we wish he had had earlier where he said, like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know? But it's not it's not an easy situation. And no. I think that, well, what's her initial question? Like how to be open about it or how well, to be honest about it? in light of your it? family's dynamic and all the things you've dealt with, how did you get comfortable being so open about your feelings and your feelings about your parents' respective partners with your parents. Oh, what she's saying is she's never been able to fully mm-hmm. express to her dad what emotional like trauma her stepmother mm-hmm. has caused her. Listen, when we were kids, I, I mean, mean we, we kind of like were always like screaming at the top of our lungs about how much we disliked our stepmom, but it didn't really seem to make much of a difference because at the end of the day, you know, it's really hard to, it's really, look, here's the deal. When someone's in a relationship with someone, they they have blinders on typically. But not all, I have certain friends where their parents are like, they are all about the, the kid, even as an adult. Like, it's just like, my kids are number one. And if my kids don't like this person, I don't like this person. But then there are other parents where it's like, they don't give a shit what their kids have to say about it. If they're happy, then, then that's all that matters. And I think it's, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the middle for sure. I think sure. it's somewhere in the middle because, you know, you know it's, it's just, I feel for you. Yeah. I feel for you because it's really hard to not feel seen by your parents. It's really hard to not feel like your parents aren't doing anything and everything in their power to make you feel good. Because as parents, that is our job. Like it is our job to always make our kids feel good no matter what age they are. So maybe we'll dive into that on another episode. Sure. Because it's, it's so much longer than just one answer. Um, okay. I think that was our last question. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry if this was boring, guys. But I don't think we can say that after every solo episode. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to... Why do you get to always say because it? Because someone, one, someone specifically today said, stop doing that. But they only said Sarah. Well, you think they're going to be okay with you doing it, but not me? Well, I just think I have a little bit more room. By the way, I got an amazing facial in New York. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I forgot to say that a lot of people were asking me about it. I'm obsessed. I think it's like going to be really good. Great. I've already seen like 
I don't know. Like, I think like a few like lines disappear maybe. Oh, that's exciting. We can talk about that on the next episode. But okay. it was a really amazing, uh, it wasn't, it was just like a laser. Well, you but, might as well tell people what it's called. because So it was just, it was the Vivace. I did Vivace and Vivace. Clear and Brilliant together as a combo. Whoa, how much did that cost? A lot. Not didn't nothing for free. I was like, oh, because you're complaining about Blackberry Farm, and then you go and get an expensive facial. Well, I'm very vain. I mean, I, you know, right? You know what they say? Like there are women that like can't pay their rent, but they will not miss a Botox appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, what I don't I mean? know if anyone says that. I know people like that, but it is true. I'm like, wait, you don't have a car, but you get Botox. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, hey guys. Thanks. All right. This great, was a very uh, great to see you, sir. Informative, epi- <laughs> informative episode. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. Great walk. Great car ride. Great morning. Great morning. Great afternoon. Great middle of the night. Hope you still like us. Can't sleep. Okay. Bye. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by. Do not use that voice. I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound. Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced by. Can you do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.